Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. That's your name. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad Brojob Shaker, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Today we would like to welcome back a very special guest, Mr. Greg Bowen, also known as the voice of the muddied waters of freedom. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Glad to have you back. Thank you, glad to be here. Thanks for that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making the most popular post on my wall possibly ever about straight dudes giving head to each other. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I thought it was silly, but I had to share. <laughs> I was so not surprised to see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hobbit found an article about straight friends. I, I, didn't, I didn't find it. It came across that? my feed. Of course, he's going to say, hey, Matt, what's up? <laughs> I saw, I was like sitting on the couch in here, and I was like, oh, Muhammad posted on my wall. This must be something he wants to talk about on the show. No. <laughs> no just no we are not talking about that on the show <laughs> but look at us we are talking about that on the show yeah <laughs> uh yeah that was a. Uh, and then my notifications have just been going off constantly <laughs> so-and-so liked your comment so-and-so liked your gift comment so-and-so liked your comment <laughs> joe joe had something to say about it dan mm-hmm. had something to say yep. about it everybody had yep. something to say about it <laughs> I don't think Matt can say no to that enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that that is a blanket no. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Like every time someone else comments on it, you should comment with another no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Just no. <laughs> so is this gonna happen, Matt? No. <laughs> well, let's not forget to thank uh Yes. Let's thank Low Tide Cavabar and Mr. Tucker who is there today. Oh. Yeah. Got to stir the mud. You do. You have to make sure that the mud is equally distributed from the top to the bottom for for maximum for maximum for maximum traversing throughout the show. Exactly. Also, uh, we should thank uh, Aloe Ball. Oh, stickers. Stickers. Yeah, we should thank Aloe Ball, but uh, we aren't using your product today because i didn't wash them oh the stickers are already here <laughs> yeah <laughs> like these stickers okay yeah. Bula. Bula. so this was a show we were supposed to do two what? weeks ago yes about two weeks ago and then uh muhammad went on vacation and so we ended up not getting together for it. Yeah. Um, so we uh, pushed it back and we finally got a chance to do it today. And uh, we've been talking about all the different things that we're going to talk about. And uh, I've been super excited to do this show personally. <laughs> I have been looking forward to this show since we first brought it up. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, God, this one's going to be so much fun. Um, it's telling that you immediately contacted me to be on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that took me uh, about 10 seconds to make that decision. Yeah. And the only reason it took 10 seconds was because I was like, who would be best that we could 
oh, that's dumb. Of course I know it would be best for this show. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited about this show. Um, should we like talk about our the last three days of our lives, or should we just go into it? No, we can go into it. Okay. So today we wanted to talk about the Libertarian Party's leadership and how they are lacking in that last word. How they are failing at the leadership portion of being leadership of the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Yeah. So with uh, with uh, Nick Sarwark and uh, Arvind Vora. Uh, Which Ka- I found out is an Indian name, if anybody was wondering. Because I was. I actually... that. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I, what, I kind of, na- "What kind of name well, is this?" I knew this? Arvin was Indian, so I assumed. I've never met an, an Indian with that name before. I used to so work with a guy named Arvin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was he was actually a white dude, but he was married to an Indian girl, which is funny because like I guess like he had to take her last name and get an Indian name and everything. Was, no, that's what it was interesting. I've never heard of that. I've before. never heard. I don't know the particulars of because it, my white friend is getting married in a month to an Indian girl. The, when I was my California trip, I told you about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not taking her name. <laughs> you know, I, His name is going to be Shaw. It's still going to be Tinsley. Lots of traditions all over, and there's even traditions within India. Yeah, as to how all that works, and I, I think you that's know, just they're, weird. They're very open, just allowing her to yeah. be a white boy. Yeah, from of course. What I understand. <laughs> yeah, because there are a lot of people in India that would not be cool with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. But yeah, uh, with uh, Sarwark and Vora just constantly doing things this over the last six months to a year mm, that yeah. have been just, in my mind, hurtful to the members of the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Yeah. Is the way I see it. Uh, like, if you want to have those opinions, I don't care. I don't. Like, that's fine. If you think that what you're doing is correct, that's fine. But you're also in a position of leadership, so you need to actually look at it as though you are in a position of leadership and you're not running your own gang. You're, you, you haven't, you, you haven't just like said, okay, I'm picking up my friends and I'm going to lead us on this bar crawl tonight. No, you're mm-hmm. like actually leading a political party. And I don't think they see it that way. I think they see it more as, Oh, me and my buddies are going to go out and we're going to just get hammered and do blow. Yeah. And, this is their click in their club, and they're going to do what they want to do with it and spend their time how they want to spend it. And right. So that's the results that we get. Yes. That's because the LP is be- becoming to be super, super partisan over the last few years. Like, I, I, well, I don't know. I feel like maybe over time, as I've gotten more involved with the LP when I got out of the Army, maybe I just started noticing how partisan they are and how... Everybody that isn't a member of the LP isn't libertarian at all or enough, depending on who you're talking to. Um, like the the they just had a post recently on the national page that I just thought was was absolutely hilarious. Um, that somebody else also mentioned in the case of Austin Peterson, um, because I think Nick had made a comment about. Well, I don't want to get this wrong, but I do think he made a comment about a the lifetime card carrying member. I actually have that written down right here. Oh, okay, yeah. He, he's going to bring that one up. I was going to bring that one up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He yeah. said, uh, "You have Austin Peterson. You have Austin Peterson, who was a libertarian for the election, and then you have Bill Weld, who was a lifetime libertarian." Um, <laughs> 
who is a lifetime libertarian, both were at the 2016 convention. Which one's a Republican? A Republican now? Yeah. And I was thinking, who was a Republican like three weeks before the convention? Yeah, who wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and exactly what value does this bring to furthering the party by stirring this fight within? What, what kind of leadership is that? And what is it that you're trying to accomplish as the leader of the Libertarian Party by stirring this pot? Right. What, what are you trying to do? It seems to me like you're just trying to you know, egg on the infighting that always occurs. And just people within the party are always fighting over something. And there's people within the party that make sure that continues to happen. And they're always keeping the fights going. And if, if it starts to settle down, they're going to bring one back up. And they're, they're going to create a divide. And they're going to say, this person isn't libertarian enough. Or this stance that you took isn't libertarian enough. Or whatever. And if they don't have it, they'll, they'll start creating posts that bring it out. And yeah. because, because it's easier to fight and then blame the distraction of the fighting on your lack of accomplishments than to actually accomplish something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's so much of what they've been doing recently in my mind is they're taking the focus off of like Nick recently said in a thread that I was involved in on your wall, I believe um, that the 2016 election uh, was great for the libertarians. No, it wasn't. Right. (laughs) And I was like, in what world is that considered a great election? It was an abject failure an abject failure and you're holding it up as if it's some sort of victory and, yeah. and it's exactly why you're never going to win. Right. If, if you guys ever play any sports involved in anything competitive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. So, so when you've been involved in something where you are competing, you understand that, you know, losing, you know, is, is not necessarily a bad thing, but you can't be happy with it. You yeah. can't accept it because as long as you're okay with losing, you're never going to win. Yeah. You're never going to be a winner as long as you're okay with being a loser. And if you don't start to look at why you're losing and take steps to improve and get better and, and, and get over those obstacles to where you can start beating the people that are better than you at what you're competing in, then you're just going to stay a loser. And as long as you, you know, want to sit there and say that, you know, it's a moral victory, you know, it's, 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 it's like being the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and being like, oh, the Yankees and the Red Sox, they're always the best and they suck so bad and we hate them and everything they do. So, you know, we're going to play with frozen tuna fish instead of a baseball. Bat. We're going to use these baskets that my grandmother weaved instead of mitts because they're so cool and we're not going to do things the way they do them. And, you know, then when we lose with the frozen tuna fish and the granny baskets, you know, it's all their fault because they suck and we're just, you know, we're philosophically superior to you. We, you know, we're playing on principle. you know what as long as you want to do that you're going to continue to lose and i i have no interest in being a part of this anymore (laughs) (laughs) you don't even know what to say (laughs) you pictured somebody up at bat with a frozen tuna that's basically what i was doing and (laughs) them out in the field with like just baskets (laughs) woven by their grandmother running around like they're going but on a picnic true. like you say you want to take any political action that is an effective way of being involved in politics and you get a huge number of libertarians who are like that's how the republicans and democrats do it we hate the republicans and democrats so we refuse to do that right well it's also how you get things done right and if you don't like how to get things done then you're playing in the wrong game 
This is how it's done. Yeah, I had talked. I actually talked about um, a similar example to that. I don't remember if this was on the show or not, but um, I, I read an article. Uh, it might have been Fee, um, and they were talking about how a lot of the troubles um, in Africa economically are because currently, like, if you just if you give them the benefit of the doubt before. Uh, colonialism, which you really can't, you know, in my opinion, anyways. Um, like, Africa's got a serious problem civilization wise. Um, it to me looks like most of Africa, especially sub Saharan Africa, all the way down south, um, just has not done anything to want to advance except for just very small examples here and there. Um, but the article basically was talking about how because Africans hate colonialism and the scars of the West are still there, they refuse to do things that are good for them because the West does it. So like capitalism, uh, you know, democracy, rights, so on and so forth, because a lot of these things are prevalent in Western society African nations have been very slow or not at all adopting different systems that could help bring a lot of these countries up into the fold with the rest of the world, like South America and Asia. Um, and because they're refusing to play with the tools they that are available because somebody else uses them, they're, they're still behind in almost every... Um. Uh. Every. Uh, uh, every measure. Every measure, except for their raw resources, and that's it. <laughs> and it opens them up to be exploited because then you know what, what's happening now is China comes in and there's these the the people who have control, which are basically yeah. these dictators and warlords. Yeah, China yeah. comes in and says, you know, we'll give you money and weapons, and you give us control of the resources, and you know, we'll take all the resources and we'll keep you in power. And you know, they're totally down with that deal. They take that deal all day long. Yeah, and yeah. you know, China comes in and takes the resources, and the people are continued continuing to be oppressed. I mean, I'm sure a good a good part of the world does business in in Africa like that. I feel, I mean, me personally, I feel like I feel like African nations don't even need to worry about somebody keeping them in power. They're like they're. It's just something I've seen. Africans are so fragmented that they're they're just too busy fighting each other and they're still very tribal like how all like true arabs in like on on the arabian peninsula they're too tribal and, and they always have been you know, yeah going, out, going all the way back through the history you study like the, the ancient egyptian history and the, yeah and all the wars that they recorded and what was going on and it's always been that way and it's difficult to change that momentum especially when you have millennia yeah. of momentum behind it you know, but I know to your point, you know, it's like you, you don't want to adopt the things that are going to work. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, point. because, yeah, right. like like you were yeah. saying, or, you know, you always see somebody from the LP saying, well, that's how those theocrat Republicans do it or right. whatever. Yeah. Or that's what the Democrats do. That would, that would be like in the caveman times. It's like, you know, Gronk over there uses fire, but I don't like Gronk. So, so forget about fire. So forget, <laughs> so forget fire. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... 
heat my meat with the sun. <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> eventually uh, it'll cook off. I forget his name, and I kind of want to look him up, but maybe you guys can just remind me instead. What's his name? Uh, he's a he's a political provocateur type person. Roger. Roger Stone. Roger Stone. Roger Stone. You, you know who he is. Yeah. 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 A, lo- a lot of people have questioned, you know, Roger Stone and what he does. I watched the I watched his the documentary Bring Me Roger Stone. I still haven't watched that. It's really good. I want to I want to see it, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good, and I had heard about what he does before this documentary, so like I wasn't really surprised at all. But when I watched it, I was like, yep, I would, even me, and I say this, like, publicly, it's for the record, I would hire Roger Stone to help me win an election. Like, why not? Hey, that's that's one of the things that, that the libertarians, they're just so out of their league, and they don't even understand the game that they're playing, that they have these fears of things, and they don't even really know what it looks like when it happens. Like, the, the Republican infiltration. They, they, they're they always worried about this Republican infiltration. And, you know, it's it's always going on, but you guys don't realize it. The The problem is, you guys are irrelevant, and you're, you're to be kept that way. So they come in, and they keep you chasing your tails. It, it doesn't take a, a massive of amount of people coming in and taking over at convention that's not what they want to do they just need to keep you irrelevant and keep you chasing your tails and that's exactly what they do yeah more or less i mean i mean what like okay so here in florida like it's that's just the easiest one uh since we live here um here in florida the way that they've run the elections here just over the last few years have been insane like watching them. The Wiley campaign I thought was a pretty well-run campaign. I thought that you guys did a fantastic job. The Wolfsburg campaign, I was on it, so I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the best-run campaign possibly ever, Uh, and we didn't win. Um, But uh, those campaigns were really well-run. Even the Overby campaign was was really well-run. I also kind of helped on that, so I'm also a little biased there. (laughs) But watching, you know, uh, the Invictus campaign uh, was idiotic. Like it was fun. It was embarrassing. It was it was embarrassing. It was it it was a Saturday Night Live sketch coming to life. Is the way I always kind of looked at it. Um, The Stanton campaign. Embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, And this year, with the people that we've got running. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> it is embarrassing. Um, because we got... And we're getting feedback on that, on something. That's what it is. Um, yeah, so we've got... Uh, I always want to call him George Went, but Joe Went. <laughs> <laughs> I would take Norm any day. Um, we've got Joe Went running. We've got Randy Weissman running. Um, and these are the people that are being put up and being pushed. And you've got people like Paul Stanton saying that if you're a libertarian, you need to back these people. And you're expected to fall in line. And you're, yeah, and you're supposed to fall in line. And me, personally, I say, if I don't like the candidate, I'm not going to fall in line. I am not going to vote for these people. I refuse to vote for somebody that I don't like, which is kind of how I found a libertarian party. Because, you know, I grew up as a conservative and, uh, you know, it was you vote Republican and you, for when I was for, for my first election was a uh, 2000 and you know, I fell in line. I voted 
straight down the line Republican. And cause that's what, that's what good Republicans did. And then in 2004, I think I did the same thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure I voted Bush twice. Um, <laughs> and then in 2008, I was like, I've got this old looking turtle dude or this guy who, yeah, I mean, he's this good looking guy, but I don't like anything that's coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And these are my two options. I'm either going to get except war- for the anti-war stuff. I'm either going to get war or I'm going to get anti-war that ends up being wrong. <laughs> right. Or I'm going to get anti-war and have to spend a lot more money. Yeah. And I don't like either of these options. And so I voted bar, which, yeah. Oh yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. I know he's not a libertarian, but I didn't, I could not vote for the other two. So I went, okay, I'm going to vote for this guy. And then 2012, I voted Johnson 2016. I voted Johnson. So I, and I didn't really like Johnson, but I didn't like the others. And I just wanted to put a vote in. <laughs> not leaving it blank. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to just not vote anybody. So I'll vote third party in order to help boost the third party to make them more relevant. But I'm not going to just say, okay, well, I have, to, I have to vote for this person because that's what I'm supposed to do. Like When I wrote that article about AI um, back two years ago or whatever that was, or last year, 16, I wrote the article about Invictus and I said, I won't vote for just any libertarian. You have to prove to me that you are a libertarian I am going to vote for. And that's just how I believe it. Like if you cannot show me that you are a libertarian or you are not even a libertarian, if you're not a candidate that I want to support, I'm not going to support you. Well, yeah, that's, that's, um, well, first of all, my, um, my voting record has been a, is a downward spiral too. (laughs) I went, I vo- voting options are a downward spiral. Yeah, I I voted for Obama in 2008, Johnson 2012, and nobody in 2016. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> well, I, I, I gave up real fast. <laughs> um, I I, w- I was a registered libertarian, and I despised Bob Barr, and I could not support Bob Barr, and I did. Uh, vote for Obama the first time. Yeah. Um, because he, honestly, he was the only one talking about ending the wars. Yes. Guantanamo, transparency in government, protecting. He was exciting uh, too. Lowers. I mean, he was saying yeah. all the right things. I knew he was full of it and it wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to live up to it. And, and it must've felt good. Was saying it. it must've felt good to vote for a win. It, 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 <laughs> to, to vote for a win. And, and you know, I, I also, you know, I know a lot of people don't like it. I was also supportive of, uh, actually having a black man that is qualified to be president, running for president, and become president. Yeah. It, it's the combo breaker, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not an old white dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think that that's progress for us as a country, and it's it's inspirational for for young black kids to yes, realize yeah. that they can make it to, to higher levels in this country. So I think that was a good thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that... The, what you guys were talking about too um is yeah uh they confuse the party with the philosophy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is something i've had to argue with too many people about for over 2 years now um when they when they see you know republican especially when they see that they're like that makes no sense you're you're a Republican. Well, and I'm like, what does that mean? It, I can be a Democrat tomorrow. It, it doesn't change 
how I think and right. what values I have. Right. The letter after your name doesn't actually mean all that much. It's it the philosophy mean- that you it's the philosophy that you subscribe to. Yeah actually makes you whether or not you're a libertarian or yeah, a conservative yeah, yeah. or a liberal or yes. democrat. Yeah, and you you judge people on what they what they write and what they say and their platform when it comes to that, not what party they align themselves with because the libertarian party platform is really good, but I mean, you could just say that really a, a lot of well, I would say a good chunk of libertarians small l like anybody that calls themselves that yeah would agree with this and i would probably write it on their own if they if they they had to um but it doesn't just because the libertarian party has it as their platform doesn't mean you have to be registered as one to be a libertarian it just doesn't make any sense most of the best libertarians i know aren't registered libertarians i mean and, and that's kind of where I, I, why I'm at the point that I'm at. The, the identity of it means nothing to me anymore. I used to identify as a libertarian. I knew I was a libertarian. I recognized myself as one. But, you know, I've, I've been caught up in the you're not a libertarian argument before. I've had it used on me, and I see it too often. And it, it's, it, it's used just way too much. And there's too much infighting. It, they they want to hold you to a standard on one issue, and you know, if if you're not gung ho on this issue the way that we say you should be, then you're not libertarian enough. You know, I'm for example, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way things are here and now with the education system here locally, because the the battle has been fought for for school freedom mm-hmm. and, and educational freedom, and I have the the right protected to homeschool my child the state cannot dictate to me the curriculum that i am teaching him and all i have to to do is is prove that that he is progressing every year um so i feel like i have a pretty good amount of freedom there and and i exercise that freedom and i homeschool my son and i control what he's learning uh and make sure that he's learning what i want him to learn uh so i don't necessarily feel like i have to dismantle the public school system as well you know, that option is there for people who need it. It is valid for people out there to believe that they support the public school system and they and they want it. They're, they're free to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as long as I'm free to make my own decisions. If you guys want to have the public school system and send your kids to public school and that's good enough for you, okay. Allow me to opt out. Let me have the right to control my, the education for my children. Put them in a private school, do homeschooling or whatever else. And that's what we have, and I'm happy with that. But if I'm not championing dismantling public school and making it all private and and all that, then I'm not libertarian enough. Well, I'm libertarian enough because I'm not using government school. I am teaching my son on my own, and I'm making sure that he understands these principles that guide me. So he's going to be maintaining these principles when he grows up. So... By bitching about the public school system and yelling that it all needs to be dismantled and accomplishing nothing, you are actually not doing anything and you're, you're wasting your time. I am actually being a libertarian by not using the government and not f- using anyone's force to force a decision on anyone else. Yeah, right. That's what being libertarian is to me, is acting without government, not being a cause for the growth of government. This is another problem that I see within. You have people who 
They are the cause for the growth of government because they threaten people and make people look to an authority for, for help and protection because they are irresponsible with their own children and create the need for neighbors to go, why are these kids running around naked in the streets on their own? They're not my kids. I need, somebody needs to take responsibility for them. Boom, there, you have child protective services. Yep. You just created that government organization by your lack of responsibility. And you're gonna tell me you're a libertarian? You are the direct cause for the growth of government. You're not a libertarian. So just because you, you can offer some philosophical stances through posting on the internet, that makes you a libertarian? How are you living your life? What are you doing to prevent the growth of government and pre prevent dependence on government? That is what a libertarian is to me. Not your party registration, not what your posts say, not how you present yourself on Facebook or in social media. How it's how you, you live your life. your life. And what are you doing to prevent the growth of government and to stop the use of government services? It's that simple. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I also think there's nothing wrong with advocating for privatizing everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not saying that you can't advocate for privatizing it. You're just but saying don't tell me I'm not your actions have to. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Which brings us to Arvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Arvin. Oh, my God. Because uh, this week, this week, he uh, posted something on Liberty Hangout uh, saying that they were a uh, shill site for the GOP. <laughs> Because, yeah, sure, they believe in private property, but they believe in public schools. To which Justin, uh, one of the admins at Liberty Hangout, uh, made a comment, and he said, apparently you never saw this article saying oh, yeah. all, all schools should be privatized. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Arvin is picking these battles with, like, tiny, like, with Liberty Hangout, yeah, I mean, they're a big, I don't know how many followers they have, but they're decently well-known inside the Liberty movement. And But why is he picking a battle with Liberty Hangout? Like, is that where the best use of your time is being spent? Yeah. Like, I feel as though that use of time could be spent... Fighting veterans. <laughs> well, let's bring well let's bring this back around because because now you're going to go to to the whole veterans post. So let's bring this back around to the point of, of the show: the failure of leadership within the Libertarian Party. Right. So let's look at Arvin Vora here for a second, and he's the vice chair of the LP National, the the National Committee of the Libertarian Party. And if you look at the bylaws of the Libertarian Party, basically the role of the vice chair is simply whatever is delegated by, by the chair. By the chair. If the chair is not there, he fills in. And everything else that the chair asks him to do as far as his roles that he delegates to the vice chair, that's what he does. So that he has the time to continue putting out these, these vanity posts of walls of text about completely... Uh, philosophical stances that are not relevant to the current public conversation that are only there to incite and, and create strife you know that tells me that you don't have a whole lot to do with the as you with your role as the vice chair so either you guys have finished all your work or you don't know what kind of work you need to be doing because either because, quite frankly, Nick Sarwak needs to be so overloaded with work that he has to delegate a lot of things to of Arvin course, Vora yeah. to be doing. Right. And Arvin Vora needs to be so busy with that work that's been delegated to him that he doesn't have time to put walls of text up judging libertarians and creating strife and, and telling people that they're, oh, I'm sorry, you're stupid, basically, when they don't agree with what you say. Right. 
you don't you should not have this kind of time on your hands in the position that you're in and if you guys don't know how to fill this time with meaningful activity to further the party and grow the party then you don't belong in those roles it's that simple yeah. and i mean with 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 the veterans posts that arvin made which that just i mean that was like five iphone screens long like i was just scrolling really. well that was one of them there's like three maybe yeah but like it was just like i was scrolling and like then he doubles down on it and then he doubles down on doubling down so he like quadruples down on his statements and i'm like why are you spending time on this? They're all walls of text. Yeah, they're just giant walls of text that are just a long-winded way of saying very short points. Right. You know, like his apology was basically, I'm sorry, you're stupid. More or less. And it was a wall of text to say that. And he, I mean, for, for, his, first, for his first one, you can summarize it with veterans are murders. That's it. Like that, that yeah. was what he said in 2,000 words. Or so. And it's like, okay, why did you go through all of this to say that? Like, okay, I know you want to explain it and I know all of that. But one, why are you wasting our time by saying this? Because all it is is going to get all of the libertarians fighting about it because outside of the libertarian party, they don't give a crap what you say. Like, Uh and they won't give a crap as long as you're talking about, as as long as you're doing vanity pieces. Because that's what this is. This is not topical. There isn't anything in current events that that make this a relevant conversation to be had. He put this out there because this is a statement he wanted to make. Yeah, yeah. And he wa- he wanted to say this and make sure everybody heard it. So that's why it's a vanity piece. Yeah. It doesn't play a role in the current conversation as to what's going on, other than the the military industrial complex is kind of this constant pervasive thing. You know, but it's not like recruitment of, of teenage boys and, and kind of leading them into to military service with uh, college education is a big topic of conversation right now. And maybe that's what he's trying to do is make that a topic of conversation. Yeah, well, You're doing it in a poor way. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, it's not the best use of it's not the best use of his time. And more importantly, in my opinion, which I stole from you, uh, <laughs> as I do with many of my great points, um, it's not the best use of his time, but it's definitely not the best use of the time that the people who are in the libertarian party who are actually working to help in their local communities, because now they have to defend what this guy said. And they are now wasting their time where they could be having, you know, supporting people who are running or if they are running, they could just be support looking at the issues and instead of looking at the issues, they have to go, well, didn't the vice chair of your party say that all veterans are murderers? Okay. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> as, as leadership, they need to be creating opportunities for candidates and libertarian activists to further our cause and, and, and make our philosophy and our stance is relevant in the public conversation. Yeah. And this isn't what they're doing. They're not creating opportunity for us. They're stymieing us. They're, yeah. they're keeping us from being able to do meaningful work that we got involved to do because we're, we're just buried in these selfish, uh, egotistical arguments that have no bearing outside of our own libertarian circle jerk. Yeah. Nobody cares about this. You're, no. You are talking over the heads of so many people 
in this conversation and this is not an entry point into libertarianism yeah no. this is advanced libertarian thinking right here and that's fine i understand <laughs> that's where a lot of us are but if you're going to start following these points you know you you gotta you gotta have this conversation with people on your side this the taxation is theft thing that's an inside joke amongst libertarians if you think yeah. that is is a recruiting tool you're fooling yourself of course you're yeah. a problem yeah. Taxation is theft does not recruit people. It repels people. Yeah. That is advanced libertarian thinking. You got to get people to that point. You got to get people to where they're agreeing with you on that. Not think that telling them that is going to bring them in because no. it doesn't. I mean, you got to start with we're the party of freedom. We want you to be able, you know, the uh, I want every homosexual married couple to be able to guard their yeah. weed plants with their AK 47s. That's a bringing on point. Like I, people see that and they're like, yeah, that, People who want people who are mildly libertarian will look at that and go, yeah, I agree with that. And then they'll start looking further in. It brings a lot of issues around in a real easy way. Right. Yeah. So, so that's one of those things that you can use. Right. But that was what my argument was about all of this. You know, the the, mm -hmm. the military statement, the 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 religious stuff that they were doing and everything. The LP at every level desperately needs to hire PR people. Yeah. They need yes. professionals who know what they're doing to control their social media presence, to control everything that's going out and make sure it is going out in a way that is not going to hurt the brand. Because it is a brand, whether they like oh, it yeah. or not, whether they want to accept that. The LP is a brand that needs to be handled just like Coca-Cola, just like Disney, all of it. It needs to have a PR firm so you don't have dumbass volunteers who don't know what they're doing and have wonky philosophical stances putting stuff out in the name of every member of the Libertarian Party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with the, with the religious stuff that they did on Easter... Like, I don't care that you included that verse. I don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't care that you included the satanic Bible verse. I don't care. But did you have to lead with it? Like, you were basically just giving them the finger. You were just giving everybody yeah. the finger on that one and being like, oh, look how inclusive we are. It was, like, East, it was Easter week, so, like, I don't get the point of trying to post this. Even if you are trying to, like, be like, here's a libertarian showcase of all these liberty tech texts uh liberty of religious texts why why do it on easter week like that is such well, a stupid short sight it's one of those things i know exactly what you were trying to do but again because you're 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 letting volunteers who don't know what they're doing control all this it's coming out completely wrong because this is something that you decided to put into these sh short bursts of memes that is what needed to be in a wall of text. This needed to be a position piece that had context to, to tie it all together because the way that you're doing it, people don't understand. Because I understand the goal of that was to show how every major religion and even most of the fringe religions all hold principles that align with libertarianism. So it is a way through religious belief to find commonality and to bridge gaps. I understand exactly what the point was. It needs to be a position piece that has that all wrapped up together and brings that context because just putting out a quote from the satanic Bible and then a quote from, from the Christian Bible and then a quote from the, what, yeah, yeah, like from the all these temple. different sources, yeah. it didn't have context. It didn't make sense to people. All people were, people weren't seeing the whole campaign together 
they, they didn't lead with the satanic church quote. That's the funny thing about it. That wasn't the first no, one they really? saw, but it was the only one that a lot of people saw. I thought that was it's the first one. It I happened mean, on Easter Sunday. It was or, or during Easter week. It, I think it was Good Friday that they good. actually did it. Yeah, but it was on Easter week, and it just shows how tone deaf they are. Well, and that, how well, they don't that's know even, what they're doing. That's even worse then because they didn't even lead with it, and they'll. No, it, I think the yeah. Satanic Church one was like the second or third one. I, but the, I could have sworn that was the first one. The way these things come out, you don't always see everything in the feed, especially I'm, I'm sure you guys are the yeah. same way with me. We've got so many friends and so many pages we've liked that there's so much stuff that we miss. And when you miss those kinds of things that are going to bring that context, if you were definitely seeing everyone and you knew what the bigger picture was, yes. it's not going to be as bad. But when you don't see it all, and then on Good Friday, you see a quote from the satanic church from your political party yeah. when you're a Christian. <laughs> it's because there's no cohesion and there's no plan. And you needed a PR firm that knows what the hell they're doing to plan this out and make this marketing campaign for you. Well, you're, you remember 20... <laughs> I remember if it was 2015 or 2016 when they put out it was um, it was some sort of um, pack that put out um, this message. Basically, it was it was a message. It was a picture um, that the LP National page also shared. I don't remember the name of the pack, but um, no more Bushes, no more Clintons. Yeah, no more. Paul's. Yeah. Do you, you don't, do you remember I that? I think I do remember. I remember yeah, that. and it was yeah. it was Rand Paul. Yeah, and then a lot of people even in the party were like, "What Paul?" <laughs> <laughs> I I do remember that cuz I was like I'm not a big Rand guy. I'm not a big <laughs> Paul guy. But I am not going to put the Pauls in the same category no! as in the Clintons. I just think that's irresponsible no. philosophically and, and in your presentation because yeah, they're not the same at all. No, they are not the same philosophically. They, they, they aren't even the same personality. Like the Bushes and the Clintons are, in my mind, sort of inherently evil. And, mm. and the Pauls, I don't. He just wanted you to clap, man. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, I know. Poor Jeb. Poor low energy Jeb. <laughs> I will say, for as much as I don't like Trump, I still use every nickname that he has given to other people. <laughs> well, that's just that he's a great uh, celebrity. He he's a great figurehead in, in the media for us to point and laugh at. And yeah, he, we talked and about he that makes last a fool week. Of himself, you know, it's it's entertaining to all of us. You know, I, I, that's why I, I was telling you before I stopped taking politics seriously when Trump got elected because obviously I was the only one. Right. I mean, it, we know who this guy is. We knew who this guy was. Come on. Tr Donald Trump has been in the public eye and been within the media my entire life. We all know exactly who this guy is. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. I played the Trump board game back in the 80s. It's Monopoly where you can cheat. I mean, it tells you all you need to know about Trump. And he, he is a con man and a slumlord. He is a he is a guy who will say anything. He has been on wrestling and Jerry Springer, and now he's in the White House. I mean, come on, people. Siri, really? This is what we're doing? Yeah. All right. I Camacho mean, Mountain Dew 2020. Well, I mean. <laughs> you I mean, bring I, on the Brondo. I will, I will say this. The country's still going to be fine, even if he was way worse than he is now. Because, like, he only has a a few really important decisions to make. I'm not trying to belittle those important decisions, but um, I remember because a lot of people, uh, a lot of liberals um, weren't happy at all with 
damn, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of things today. Uh, our, our secretary of education, they hate the shit out of her. Oh, mm. Betsy. Betsy yeah, DeVos. Betsy. Yes. Um, they hate the shit out of her, and and because she doesn't have all this experience, and 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 blah 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 blah. Um, you know, they're just they, th- they think it's all gonna fall apart. Even though, like, we agree that the de- the federal Department of Education is redundant as fuck because every state has a Department of Education. But ignoring that, like, she's one of 4,000. She's not running every single thing. People don't understand, like, and all you have to do is watch the episode, The maybe it was one episode, of House of Cards. Um, I know I talked about this before uh, when it came to... Um, gerrymandering well not gerrymandering no it was uh term limits i was talking about why i think term limits would be ineffective is a lot of times congressmen and congressmen and senators um depending on what is being written have staffers um that in in the term limits thing they they go from one person to the next mm-hmm. so you're really that's why one of the reasons why term limits are almost pointless exactly yeah um but Ignoring that, these staffers are the ones that write a lot of the bills. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the administration of the education system in the country, Betsy DeVos is not the only person. She's one of 4,000. And there are a lot of people under her that do a lot of, whether we agree with it or not, important things in that system as we have it. Um, so even if Trump is you know a a joke or whatever um the all of his secretaries are going to be running their departments and and so on goes down the list of people working for them you know and the, the hierarchy basically goes all the way down and he's he's far away from a lot of the more important things that would happen, if you know what I'm well, saying. Well, you're talking about the reality of separation of power and what the role of president is, and that's yeah. that's you, you are correct. But he seems to think he's king. Right. He doesn't seem to understand the role of the president and and what they are allowed to do and how much power yeah. they wield. And it, I but, feel but like, that's, what's he gonna? That's I been mean, a common thing, yeah, as of late that they don't under. <laughs> a lot of them don't well, understand. It, it's, it's growing, right? With, with every, it, it, I mean. Yes, because previous people took a lot more power than than what they should have, and it's continuing to grow and grow and grow. That does not absolve him of what he's doing. No, absolutely. And he's he's making a mockery of our government. He's making a mockery of our country. We we are losing. We've needed more that for a while. Nationwide. What's that? We've needed that for a while. Well, I, 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 it's 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 the hard way. It's. It's not really the way I wanted to go. I much I would much prefer <laughs> Gary Johnson. Yeah. No, no, I agree. No, no, I, I mean, <laughs> no, absolutely, I agree. I just want real quick for anybody who's watching us live on the uh, cam guard. I doubt they can hear that because I'm hear not worried it. about if they can hear it. Uh, if we get cut off, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm, so we yeah. may lose internet. <laughs> the wrath of God is coming down upon us. Right. Yes, no, Florida <laughs> is. So if, if we get cut off, uh, the Libertarian Party did not do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a greater accomplishment than what they're capable of. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Not really. So don't worry about that. Uh, it's just uh, the weather is. It was literally nice and hot on the way here. Now I, it's I a little know. cool and wet. 
it's yeah it's insane what's going on outside right now i'm watching it like going please don't cut the internet please don't cut the internet it's gulf ports internet like i don't know how well this is gonna yeah, actually yeah, work anyway it is well hey i uh, one thing i want to just i want to side into something we already mentioned just because it it i still don't understand it man um the the veteran thing and the taxation is theft thing like i think taxation is theft and yes i know it's a joke but when i talk to people about taxation especially liberals um and even conservatives um about taxation especially when they ask us why we say that um or if i start the conversation i never just start off by saying taxation is theft i i just tell them why we think taxation is bad and why some libertarians want it to be less and why some want it to be zero. Um, so w- there's a there's a good context without this meme, you know, uh, muddying everything. And like with this Arvin on the whole veterans thing, like I don't know, I don't know why you did it, but and I don't know why I, I know why some people join the service, you know, and. Mine was even. I talked about it on my on my second. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're gonna make fun of me. On are, you, are you about wait. to reference an appearance on CNN? Are, have you been? <laughs> on, have you been? Have on you ever CNN? Been, on, been on CNN, Mo? Wow. Oh my God! You would think that would have come up before. You've been on CNN. That's amazing. Oh Why have you never told us ever? <laughs> I've been on CNN, guys. <laughs> You stopped dead in the middle. You said you're going to make fun of me. Yeah. And at that point, I knew what, I knew what he was going to say before that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I knew why he stopped to say he was going to make fun Because I talked about it on my set. I knew exactly what it was. On my second well, I appearance on CNN. I didn't think about it until it, it was coming. I was like, oh, no. Um, it's like watching wrestling. You see things yeah. enough. You can, you'd can see it coming from the bottom. Basically, I, you know, they asked me like why I joined. And then I said, I me- I don't remember the whole, the whole thing, but I remember saying that when I was younger. Um, so my mom is the oldest of t- eleven, um, and she has two younger brothers. Um, they're actually like, she has a a, yo- a very young sister, and then the two brothers. <laughs> so and the rest are sisters. It's funny, um, but one of the brothers joined the national police, um, which I think most. of th- I'm sure most of the world's countries have national police, not like here. To, to some degree, I think. Yeah. yeah, so my one of my uncles is like a lieutenant colonel or a colonel. Um, but the other one, who is now retired, is an, is an army officer. And I, was, I, I loved him. He was an awesome guy. He was a nice dude. Took care of my grandma and my mom. And I loved the uniform. And I had a... A lot of access. So you did it for fashion reasons? Yes. <laughs> That's why I was considering the Marines. I yeah, a lot of people join because of the dress blues, yeah, I guess. A lot of people do. Yeah. Mo- most of the guys that I know who are Marines, that's, yeah. that's why. I've heard, I've, blues. I've heard that. Um, and uh, But anyways, after that, I came to this country, and um, I had a really rough time in middle school, like everybody else, obviously. But um, mine was like two years after I came to this country because it was re- it was I came to this country a year later 9-11 uh. um, 
So I, I grew up with a whole, a, a lot of really bad stuff. It was a different being, America. Yeah, yeah, oh, be, yeah. Being aimed at me. And one of the things I had decided over time, as I, I, as I know I respected the military and all that, is I want to join and change the perception of Muslim Arabs to Westerners. And obviously, I also wanted to change that to the perception of Westerners to Muslim Arabs because... I would say when it comes to that, I've always been, I've never been a hateful person in my life. I, I think that's one thing I might be able to actually claim. Like, I've always, I've never hated anybody. Um, but there were legitimate reasons on why I enlisted. Well, I actually think everybody has a legitimate reason. Um, benefits, um, which I think are legitimate. They're there. Yes, go, go for it, of course, in my opinion. Um, but never... And honestly, ne- okay, so never once ha- ha- had a ha- have I been told, like, or have I thought about me being a murderer because I enlisted or those kind of repercussions. But even now, as it's been explained to me how there's a chance I could kill civilians or whatnot, I still would enlist again just because I think I would do far less damage and far more help than joe schmo that is in me mm-hmm. so um but anyways it, not just me there there have been millions of servicemen over the history of this country that have joined for so many different reasons including just my family's been doing it my dad's done it my aunt grandpa and great grandpa so i'm gonna do it you know sort of thing so like you can't blame them on that you can't just say well they're all murderers well what's the context they don't even think in those terms they think in the terms of i'm serving my country and they're thinking in the terms of there are terrorists out there that we have to go fight and even if that's like blown out of proportion how if you approach somebody and call them that how are they going to respond to you like that's not the best way to respond to somebody ron paul has a strong anti-war message a very strong one that a lot of like I know a lot of the ex well ex conservatives I know or ex neocons are are all they're all neocons, and they became libertarian because of Ron Paul, and like they were neocons, but Ron Paul brought them on board with the message, and he wasn't saying anything about veterans. He was just talking about why the war is bad and yeah. and why the military industrial complex is bad, and so like when it comes to like all of that, the lifelong card carrying libertarian the. The, the calling veterans murderers like the everything they're just not they're not building a good environment to talk about this stuff they're just going out with a witch hunt here's the funny thing i i actually agree did with his philosophical Ma- position muhammad just did like the uh podcast version of a mic drop he did <laughs> he did <laughs> he, he, he had it held up and then he just like bam right there on the this table. this thing's heavy <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is i agree with what he's saying because i i kind of have that same position the difference is i understand what a difficult philosophical position that is to explain to people and how difficult it is for people to to handle it. But you can and explain it without calling them you, a murderer. Well, that's the thing. I, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with your philosophical position. I don't agree that it was necessary to say it. I think you're a jackass the way you said it, and I think you're a jackass in the way that you handled the fallout. 
And all of this is unnecessary. It's useless. It's created nothing but problems. It has not helped the LP in any way. It has not made that philosophical stance more valid in the realm of public opinion. It has not injected libertarianism into the conversation because of that post. It has not accomplished anything of value or, or usefulness. It has done nothing but steal time from people. And as long as they behave this way, doing these kinds of things, they are frauds. They are stealing people's time. They are defrauding good activists who got involved with the party with the intention of genuinely participating in meaningful political processes and, and, and activism. And they're not getting that. Because they have jackasses in leadership right. that, that want to make this their own personal philosophical club where, where they can make sure to tell everybody how much of a stupider, lesser principled person you are because you're, you're not on my level. They come off as very pompous and, and very condescending and arrogant. And, and it's to the point where... I have changed my voter registration for the first time since I was 18 years old from the Libertarian Party to NPA. I am no longer identifying as a Libertarian because I don't want to have to explain myself because of you. I don't need to identify with that. The people who are taking ridiculous and reprehensible stances are pushing people away. Yeah. I'm a lifelong libertarian, and I will always maintain the principles and the beliefs that I've always had, but I do not have to call myself a libertarian to do that. And I will not as long as jackasses are still in control of it. And you can tell, like, you can tell that you have jackasses in control of it when, I may, when he makes a post about Nick Sarwark. Uh, he makes a post about Nick Sarwark, and then I comment on it saying, I think Mark Rutherford should have been the LP chair. That's who I voted for. You know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then I also said that I think he's a jet. I, I did say I think he's a jackass and he's condescending and I think he's impetulant and he's kind of a child and I don't like him. And when I was running the when you and I were running the sound at the LP Florida convention and he was speaking, I wanted to cut his mic like seven times because he's <laughs> one idiot. more point. Right. Seven points later. Right. One, <laughs> one last thing. One less shut up. I've slept for three hours this entire weekend. Shut up. Um, and if he has the time as the chair of the Libertarian Party to, to, to come back at me, who I am very popular and very well liked in my own head. Yeah. In, your, in your small circle, in, you're very you're cool. Right. In this small circle, I am one of the most popular and well liked people in the universe. But I'm not outside of here like i am not well known in the libertarian in the libertarian circles or in the liberty movement not yet anyway but one day <laughs> but if he has the time to come back at me and want to argue with me on facebook about it you have too much free time on your hands that you are not spending dedicated to trying to move the party forward and instead you're arguing with me one one vote one vote, you're arguing with me on whether or not uh, I have any right to say what I said. Like, it, it just makes no sense to me. Like, why are you worried about what I'm saying? It, it's ridiculous. The fact that 
not only are they wasting time putting out these walls of text and these ridiculous vanity statements that don't mean anything to anyone other than them, but then they're they're reading all the comments and all the battles and participating and commenting and, and responding. And what are you doing with your time? Right. You are wasting everyone's time and you you really need to leave the office because you're not doing anything with it. You are an embarrassment as a chair, an embarrassment as a vice chair. Our leadership is it's an embarrassment across the board. And you're wasting my time. I will no longer let you steal my time. I am not going to pretend that you guys matter anymore because you don't. Exactly. The most important and well-known libertarian in the country still is irrelevant and doesn't mean a damn thing. And that's their problem. It is because as leadership, they are failing to be leaders. It is all on their shoulders. You wanted the office, you got it. You got the office. Now, what are you going to do with it? What you have done is waste our time. Exactly. And um, going back to the whole, we're running out of time here. <laughs> but yeah. it's 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 another thing that's been really ticking me off is a lot of these kids will talk about how much they like really hate going back to the whole partisanship thing. Um, they don't. They hate Rand Paul, you know, and and. Thomas Massey and Justin Amash simply because they're Republicans. And I'm like, bro, like they've done more than they've any, done. They've okay. Done. They've done more than any member of the Libertarian Party has legislative wise through to his government. And you can't even tell me I'm wrong on that. And I'm not even trying to belittle the party here. I'm just telling you that they're, they're, they're doing stuff like, right. so what if they're Republican? And so what if they're not perfect? Because Rand Paul is obviously not perfect. Because he's a traditional conservative that leans libertarian. He's not full-on libertarian as far as we know anyways. Um, but what, he's, he's, he fights for the Fourth Amendment. He fights against CIA spying, against drones, against all this stuff. How does that not count? Like, I don't understand how these people want to focus on Rand Paul all the time. I'm just like, you are must be bored right <laughs> like, they don't know what to do their, their leadership isn't directing them towards meaningful activism and any any meaningful participation so they're they're having to fill their time politically by belittling the people they don't like exactly exactly and it's it's all been a waste of time for libertarians like the libertarian groups but you you told me uh earlier that you've left many of the libertarian groups on facebook hey i'll go through and i'll be reading this stuff and some of the groups have become essentially just white nationalist groups at this point. And mm -hmm. like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Like, yeah, I hate watching that happen to the party that, you know, I have, you know, subscribed to for so long and you've got that going on. Then you've got the infighting going on in the local, in the locals and it's like, Oh, well, Rand Paul and Justin Amash can just, you know, we don't like them because of what reasons and you know, whatever. And it's just, it's a waste of time when we need to be focusing libertarians, especially need to be focusing on the local elections. You need to get into the city councils. You need to get onto the, uh, into the state house and state senates and work your way up. Like we're not going to win a major election anytime soon, especially if we keep acting the way that we're acting. Well, well, libertarians also refuse to 
to take part in their communities. They, they have such a, a high-minded, holier-than-thou attitude about the people around them uh, politically that they don't even get involved. And the reality is you don't have to get elected to office to make your community better. There are a lot of people out there in your local community that are making their community better that have not been elected have never to been anything. Elected office. And that's what you need to be doing. You need to be out there taking part in your community, especially if you want to run for local office, if you want to run for any office. Yeah. I, I am tired of people who haven't done anything meaningful coming out and wanting to run for the highest offices in the land. Yeah. You've, never, you've never even participated in your local community. You've never done anything to better the lives of anyone but yourself. And you think you deserve some sort of elected office? If you want to get to elected to an office, I don't care what party you're in, quite frankly. I don't care what your philosophy is and where you stand. If you want to get elected to office, you need to get out in your community and get involved. Volunteer with your church, with Habitat for Humanity, with a soup kitchen, with what, whatever floats your whatever. boat. Whatever, whoever you want to help and whatever you want to be a part of, get out there and help and be a part of your community. And let people know who you are and see you out there making your community better. And build your resume on actually making the community better. And and then when you run a run for city council or county commission or whatever, you have a resume to run on. You have local groups who are going to support you and endorse you and give you the monetary value that you need as a candidate that, that are going to give you the, the press that you need. You're going to get your way into that local office and then do a good job in that local office and move up the ranks. This is how it's done. This is one of those, those things. This is, you know, we're going to play with the tuna fish and the granny baskets because we don't like the way they do it. Well, you got to do it this way. You got to use the baseball bat and the glove or it's not going to work. You got to play it this way. You got to go be involved in your community. Go out to your community, be involved, and offer libertarian solutions to people. The libertarian solutions is solutions without government. So you got to offer a solution. Mm -hmm. If you're out there going, oh, the free market will take care of it, you ain't useful. You ain't useful because if it was taking care of it, people wouldn't be asking for help. Right. So be the free market that is creating a solution and make a name for yourself so people know that you are actually offering something of value. Mm -hmm. That's why I, Martin Sullivan, great example. Love that man, that, what he's doing in Frostproof. That they, guy is amazing. They had a lake full of trash, garbage everywhere. They, they want it cleaned up. People are coming to the city council to, to have the city clean it up. He's like, why don't we as a community go out there and clean this up? And he's leading the community going out there and picking up the trash and cleaning up the lake. And the lake looks a lot better. The government's not spending any money on it. Everyone in the community is involved and, and invested in cleaning up this lake. That is a libertarian solution. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk with Martin pretty frequently right now. And like what he's doing in his community and for the, uh, for the uh, opiate problem that they have down there is absolutely incredible. And he's doing it all basically on his own. Like he is working on bringing Kava and Kratom down there. And he's, he's buying all of it, and he is distributing it to people so they can learn about it. Like, he's not selling it. He is giving it to people because he wants them to realize that it's not just alcohol and heroin and you know painkillers. There's other things out there that you can use. And he is out there working hard every single day on his own, spending his own money, spending his own time. And I respect the absolute crap out of that because he has done so much for that community. He has done so much for that community, and he just continues to go because he just wants to see it be a better, freer, safer place for everybody. He, he, he is a rock star of libertarianism. He is the blueprint of what an elected official 
as a libertarian should be, and he is ignored by the Libertarian Party. And it shows how much they want to repel any actual work and any actual accomplishments. Yes. They want to fill the halls of national with participation trophies. They do not want to accomplish anything because if they wanted to, they would be holding Martin Sullivan up like the Messiah. Martin Sullivan and Jared Graffoni are two city council members that we have here in the state of Florida in two different cities that are bringing practical libertarian solutions to their cities getting it done, getting people on board and actually solving the problems without growing government. And when it comes to libertarians, crickets. They don't even want to, they don't want to promote the people who are actually doing what we are all ostensibly supposed to be doing. But they want to fight with each other and go back to the circle jerk and pretend my libertarian penis is bigger than yours. You know, I really don't need to be in that fight anymore. I want to work with people like Martin. I want to work with people like Jared. And quite frankly, I'd rather work with a Democrat or a Republican that's a good person that wants to accomplish good things than libertarians that want to sit there and act like they're better than everybody else because of some philosophical position they hold that they can't even apply because they're not even involved. Right. Real quick, I saw the greatest uh, status update by somebody. It was a mutual friend of ours. I don't remember which one it is. So if you're watching us, I apologize for not... for quoting this but it was awesome it said doctor are you are you are you active sexually me well i am an admin on a libertarian facebook page <laughs> yeah. oh, doctor oh man you could have just said no why did yeah. you have to make it sound so bad <laughs> thought that was fantastic i was like yes that is that is accurate like we i mean yeah i am but I mean, for the most part, people look at us and they're like, those people aren't going to do anything. They're not able to accomplish anything. All they do is sit there and bitch and moan and whine about mm-hmm. them not getting where they need to be. But nobody's really stepping out to do what needs to be done. It's because what the LP is, it's turning punditry into partisanship. They've, they've created a political party that allows them to bitch about the government full time without actually doing anything about yep. it. The reason people get in, the reason politics exists, the reason people get involved in politics is to solve problems. Communities, nations, at all levels, there's problems, there's stuff going on people need to deal with. People don't have the solution themselves. They're looking to an authority to help. That's all it is. And, And there are people who exploit that for nefarious and selfish ends, absolutely. But the reason it's relevant, the reason it doesn't go anywhere, and the reason it exists is because there are problems out there that people are looking for solutions for. And if you're not participating in offering the solutions, quite frankly, if I hear somebody else go, let the free market figure it out, I, I just want to cave their teeth in because that's not a solution. People will ask you for a solution and you say, let the free market figure it out. Well, that's kind of where we're at, aren't we? If we, you know, that's what we're doing. We're talking about we need a solution. Well, let the free market figure it out. Well, we're trying to figure out a solution. What you're offering. Let the free market do it. Well, you're not offering a solution. So then you don't need to be involved in the conversation. And the American people are saying that loud and clear to the libertarians. Because over the last few election cycles, the polls have been going out to the American people. The numbers are increasing every time. Do you want a third political party in this country? Every election cycle, the numbers are going up. Like the last three, it's gone from like 55% to like 70s, 80s, depending on the poll. You think these people that want a third party haven't heard of the LP? 
No, they've looked at the LP and they've looked at our candidates and we've get we're while while we're getting 80% of people in polls saying they want a third party, we're getting 3% best at the polls for for the elections. And a lot of that's not the, the the greatest lie told to America that, you know, a third party can't win. That's a mandate from the American people that we want a third party and you ain't and it. You, and you are not that party. Or at least give us a candidate that's worthy of us switching over for. Yeah. But you're not doing it. You are absolutely not showing us that you can give us a candidate that I will throw my, that I'll throw my, my, that I'll back. Like, it's just not happening. Sorry, I'm not going to the strip club for the campaign meeting for the candidate that wants hookers and blow for his, his top issues. What, what's his name? <laughs> that is an actual candidate. That, that is an way. actual that is an candidate. actual candidate here in the state of Florida that runs for state house every, every election every cycle. Time. He Every is, time. Quite frankly, he is the hardest working libertarian in the state of Florida. If we had guys with the, the philosophical and practical understanding of Martin Sullivan and Jared Graffoni and the work ethic of this guy, we'd be elected everywhere. Everywhere. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, because he, he works hard. He goes door knocking. He walks his district he, every time. Yep. He knocks on people's doors. They're like, oh, hi. They call him by first name. They know exactly who he is. They yep. ain't voting for him because he's crazy. Because yep. he leads off with hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. He's a hookers and blow libertarian candidate. I mean, the, people joke about those libertarian candidates because they're real. They do exist. They are out there, and he's one of them. Yep. Nice. 100%. Yeah. And he works harder than any other libertarian in this state. <laughs> yep. Accurate. <laughs> so, we're a little over time. We're, yeah, I was going to say. Sorry. We're, uh, no, I mean, that's <laughs> Told funny. you not to give me any control <laughs> over the conversation. No, we're going to go down trails. That <laughs> I, that's why I wanted you here. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you're here in the first place. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we are. We're, we're way over time at this point, but, you know. It was fun. So. We haven't done that in a few episodes. I know. So it's, with it, it's, it's easy to do with three people. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. But yeah, it was. Uh, it, one, I knew it was going to be fun. Two, I knew that it was going to piss some people off. And three, I just wanted to see you. I hadn't seen you in a while. So. <laughs> Felix Mutual, I'm glad to yeah. be here. Glad to see you guys. So, um, do you got anything else on? No. No? Great. No, I think I've said just about <laughs> everything that needs to be said right now. <laughs> you can do my line for me when it gets to that. <laughs> do you know his line? Oh, I'm trying to remember it. Because I the, don't do it. Then. The, it's the last line of Back to the Future. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so, oh, by the way, for anybody watching. I just, oh, yeah. I got a Back to the Future 2 hat. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I got the Marty He's, McFly hat from Back to the Future. Now you got to get the, the Nikes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get the Nikes and the jacket. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, I didn't say jacket because it's Florida. You don't need a jacket right I don't, now. It's but, hot as balls. It's like I mean, Mexico he's hot. in Southern California, so I mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you wanted to read any of the articles we talked about, you can find them on our website at Muddy, uh, muddywatersoffreedom.com. <laughs> I almost started saying Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at facebook.com backslash muddiedwatersoffreedom on Instagram at muddiedwatersoffreedom or on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Uh, feel free to comment, share, like, any of that. And, uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, uh, message us on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and we will definitely get back to you. We are, according to Facebook, very responsive. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's mainly because I have my phone on me and I get bored a lot. 
<laughs> so you could probably get in a really good back and forth with me if I'm interested in what you said. So again, thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you on Saturday. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs>